0: Cloud. Hello and welcome to another T and tight special, the Great British Wrestling Podcast for Great British Wrestling. I am your host, the Great British Taku, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy Tumos, and I am joined today by a very special guest, uh, Jason King, a seven-year pro of wrestler, a co-founder and owner of Reach Wrestling, which he started in 2018. Thank you for coming on today. How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm well, Andy. Thank you for having me, my friend. Yeah, first
0: time we spoke, so...
1: Yeah, it is
0: yeah so uh as you say you started up in 2018 uh you which actually came first because you've got the academy of course so was the idea to do a promotion and academy or was it promotion first or academy first
1: same time same time so one of the things that we knew that was needed probably to to help our, our brand grow because what's kind of cool is when you create something like like reach or like anything really where there was nothing, there's now something. And that really fascinates me to know that we had, where there was no Reach Wrestling, for example, that it wasn't there. And now, thanks to us and a lot of other people that helped us, there's now something. And that's mm-hmm. really fascinating to me, that we did that, our work. We created a brand. It's something that, you know, uh, is really, it's a really cool feeling to know that we've we created something that not just reached the brand. But, I mean, it encompasses a lot of things. But uh, I think just as we planned off our show date, We decided one of the things that we'll need to do to make sure that as we develop, we'll need an academy, we'll need a school because where we're based down in Devon, there were other training schools and there were other um, uh, opportunities and things. But I think we just knew deep down, if we were being honest, that we could offer something a little bit more special, Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more professional and and honestly a little bit more opportunity so we decided that was just part of one of the things kind of not that we set out an actual business model we didn't sit down and and sort of set up a business model per se but but we but we decided one of the things we'll need we really must get is, is an academy to bring through tomorrow's stars
0: mm. yeah and of course you actually ran a full academy show in 2019 that sold out yeah prior to uh you guys going so I mean that must have been a great feeling to have that happen
1: well we sold out three of them actually Mm. Um, we sold out three out of three so we um, the crazy ass thing was one time we put tickets on sale for one of those shows and sold out 76 days before the show we didn't even get a chance to announce the match I mean that was like that was I don't have the words to tell you without swearing how I felt (laughs) and how I reacted I just couldn't well like we created this this sort of special feeling, where we had different fans coming to our Academy shows that were coming to our main shows. And it was like, it was almost like an NXT to the main roster, right? You had a feeling of, people were kind of like, oh, I like the roster, but I like these guys and girls more than I like those guys at It was kind of really cool to have like a split. Yeah. Some people could miss our main shows, but they wouldn't dare miss an Academy show. And it was a, it was a really cool thing to think that I give that credit to our students. I mean, obviously we promoted it which, and we work our ass off, but but it, I just said, okay, we kind of gave them the freedom, a, a degree of freedom to go out and, and perform the way we, you know, we, they, we these are your realms. We said, these are the lines you've got to stay in, but go out and be, you know, what you want to be. And, and the success speaks for itself. Like mm-hmm. I said, sell so one of them shows out 76 days before, uh, you know, we didn't even announce a match. I mean, that's, you know, that's... Uh, that's very cool. That was a real good feeling.
0: Yeah, and of course, you have done that actually again, not with an Academy show, but your three year anniversary show, uh 1096 days later. You've again you've sold that out already. And as far as I'm aware, you haven't actually announced a ma- match for that one. You've matched you've got your yeah. matches for the Exeter show, but yeah. not the uh Three year anniversary show. So, yes, yeah,
1: so, yeah, 1,093 days later. So, that one, um, we limited tickets because of uh, uh, the venue that we're using for that show specifically. It's uh, kind of like, feels more like a private invite only kind of event. It's got that feel to it. So, it's kind of nice. Um, so, it's a smaller crowd, but that won't affect our performers. It won't change anything. There's no, just because there's less people, there won't be less work ethic. And uh, no, sh- no, like you say, no matches announced. And mm. I think that, that plays to the strength of our brand. I believe we're giving quality. the past three years i think because we've given quality it's a brand you can trust as a fan you know i can buy a ticket to a reach show and you know you're getting your money's worth and i think that was really important to us we've proven it time and time again so because of that i think fans are scrambling to get their tickets because they're telling themselves i can't afford to miss one show i can't miss one it's not like an episode of raw where you can miss it and say, oh, I'll catch up next week." <laughs> you can't miss one of ours, <laughs> it's too. You know, and that's uh, that's that's cool that people feel like that, and it means mm. that we're doing our job. You know.
0: Yeah, and of course, you've got you had a fantastic list of names down in that coast who weren't really getting the, the attention they deserved. Guys like Charlie Sterling, guys, like yeah. jo- yeah. uh, guys like yeah, uh, guys like Joe Redman, Eddie Redman. Ryan. Yes, yeah. and Reese. Oh, yeah. amazing competitors, but they seem to have possibly got lost in the shuffle, and suddenly they're they're they ignited again down uh, by you guys.
1: Yeah, we yeah we take a bit of credit for that. I think one of the things that I always said when I first started, I kind of got the landscape of where I, I live is. Is Devon, which is a little bit out of the way. One of the things that I noticed uh, from the very sort of beginning was that a lot of the business for wrestling in this country was in the north. You know, uh, was, where did you say you're based in the northeast?
0: I'm the northeast, uh, but I'm on Mars by the sea, so I'm a little bit isolated. My nearest would be, say, Newcastle, Tyneside. I've oh, got you. So, that for me in a
1: car is probably something like seven hours, right? In a car, so so in our business, that that's not that abnormal to be honest. That's mm. we can do that, you know. But, and there's a but, what if I don't have to do that, right? What if I can just do an hour or 45 minutes down the road or 30 minutes down the road or or around the bloody corner from where I live, right? I said to myself, it's great that, you know, the North are getting all the exposure. Of course, progress came in and and, done fantastic. Uh, I was just like, well, why can't we have something like that in the South? Why? Why can't we? Why can't we have one? Why can't we be just as big, just as good, just as glamorous? Uh, And I knew for a fact if I knew nothing else, I knew for a fact we had the talent. I knew we had the talent, the, the competitors, the performers, that all they needed was a showcase mm. somewhere down here. And you just mentioned four good guys, but, you know, you, you, there's others. That I, yeah. If I start, I won't stop. you have got a list, as long as my arm, of talented men and women that just weren't quite getting the right exposure. So I'm, I'm proud of what we've been able to do. And anybody that that... Like that, you mentioned the Joe Redmonds of the world and Yeston Reese. What I like about these guys is they also give back to mm. our students. They give back their time, uh, you know, and that's valuable because that keeps the wheel spinning. You understand that keeps that keeps things rolling, so that you know they help guarantee uh, that that tomorrow there's there's something <laughs> there's still somewhere to work, there's still somebody to wrestle.
0: Yeah. No, and uh, as you say, that's the case, and there's, you've got so many great competitors there and then of course you've got the uh, the academy the young lads so we'll start with who do you think are going to be the breakout stars this year in well your academy or even breach, Rest- breach wrestling or british wrestling as a whole
1: well i, I got to tell you there's a bit of a disclaimer for the for the first thing i don't really pay a lot of attention to british wrestling i'm going to be straight up honest with you i, I don't i got all my time, effort and energy is, is on reach wrestling. And we, we've seen these past couple of years, some of the real, real big mistakes that exist in British wrestling. And I assume, you know, what I'm talking about without too much mm. detail, some real, real problems in, in, in what they like to call Brit rest. And they will say it so proudly, like Brit rest is a cool thing to be part of all, well, you know, well done for, you know, breaking your own arm, patting yourself on the back. You're fucking idiots. Because the truth is uh, a lot of them should be embarrassed about the way that business has been. Now, it was really important to me that we created something where there were guarantees for people that worked with us, for us, uh, in conjunction with us, that you didn't have any concerns, any any problems. I only pay attention outside of reach to, to anyone I, I've met along the way, along my journey. So there are guys and girls I know of, but most of them are kind of at my level or, or above. They're either, heading to the WB or Japan or, the, or the, one of the, the known people across the circuit. I don't really know the names of just about anybody that's broken out recently because yeah. I've got, you know, on my books at the moment, 42 people that that are, are, are breaking in and are coming through so so i have to tell you straight off the bat i apologize but i can't give you the name of anybody from another school because i don't have a clue they are, I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, no that's absolutely fine uh we had joe redmond on our show very recently and he signified your champion right now your world champion or british champion he called charlie sterling uh the best uh heavyweight currently in british wrestling and I honestly, I, my, my personal thing is I didn't know too much about uh, Charlie Sterling. Absolutely. I yeah. saw him on Rev Pro uh, recently as part of the Southside Heavyweight Championship tournament. Uh, how, did, how did he do? Uh, he is in the. Uh, so they did a. Where if you got eliminated from one bracket, you got dropped down to the next. So he's in the final of bracket B, where he's going to face. R.K.J. Ricky Knight Junior. Oh,
1: Ricky, yeah,
0: Uh, yeah. And then
1: message me the other day about Ricky actually, so I'm assuming (laughs) they might have had their match. I don't
0: know who wins or what. I'm very much looking forward to that match because they all of them have been doing so well. And then whoever wins that match will face off against Dan Maloney in the actual final. But it was Dan Maloney who beat both of them and put them in the bracket below. (laughs) So it'll be interesting (laughs) to see where they go with that. Now
1: booking. So, so as a booking, then Maloney's beaten RKJ and he's beaten Charlie Sterling. Now they're getting like a repertoire, charge, a second chance, and they to wrestle it?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So bracket A uh, was set up just as you normally would, and then they had a bracket below, so the losers would go down to that bracket, and then it was split. And then if they lost in that, they would be eliminated. It was a little confusing, but I think it's because well, if they've booked it like this, they can then do a third if either RKJ or Charlie Sterling beat Daniel, yeah. technically, they've both won a match each during the tournament, should oh, yeah. they have a final, another third match to make a decider? So, yeah. I possibly think that's where
1: Yeah, nice, nice, that makes sense. Okay, that's good, some booking ideas. Yeah, nice. Well, mm. I, listen, I like RKJ and I like Charlie, so good luck to both of them. Mm. Uh, yeah, one thing, you made an important point there that we could quickly address about, Charlie kind of went under the radar. He, um, It's so weird in our business how somebody's so talented and it is unbelievable how good he is. Like honestly, for those of us that haven't seen Charlie, I I wouldn't say watch him on YouTube because it ain't the same experience. You've got to watch him live. He 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 makes everybody annoyed because he seems so effortless at the stuff he does, (laughs) but the stuff he does, he does so well. Mm. And like, you, you put him in with a, a tech wrestler and he'll just tech wrestle as well as they will. You put him in there with a great performer and he'll just perform like they do. You put him in there with, uh, you know, like a, a fitness guy, like a, a bit of a, you know, guy that likes to do his flips and everything. Charlie can back somersault, you know, standing still. He's absolutely, and he's a heavyweight. <laughs> it's Honestly, it's really annoying because he, he almost shrugs it off like, nah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And you're thinking, come on. You know, it, it's, it's uh, very frustrating. But I think you're probably going to see a lot of Charlie now. Uh, or, uh, you know, he's like uh, almost, you could probably call him the best compliment I could give him is probably Britain's best kept secret, is what I would call Charlie. But uh, they won't keep a secret for long. No. Uh, you know, he's he's everywhere that's important at the moment, isn't he? So,
0: yeah, uh, as you say, uh, he's going to be part of the progress tag team tournament uh, alongside another one of your guys, Nick Riley. Nick here. Good luck. i going to be watching him on Saturday.
1: Uh, oh, well, I'll be straight up honest. No, absolutely not. No, I Saturday, no way. Well, I'll be spending my, no disrespect to them, but no, no I'll be spending my Saturday doing something, you know, maybe cleaning the garage is more fun or watch paint dry. No, that's not true. I shouldn't say that. That's not true. But I am. Um, but I, no, I don't tend to, like I said, my time really does go on reach wrestling. I, I don't, I wouldn't be spending my Saturdays watching them up. Both good, it's just a disclaimer, but both are good guys. Both are really hmm. good dudes, good powers of mine, both of them. And uh, I really hope they win the tournament. I saw Brendan White was in that tournament. You know, yep. Brendan White from Wales. Yeah. He was yeah. In the corner, so I mean it's I don't know if that was charity work putting in or you know what, but <laughs> but uh, I should hope that um, I should hope that uh Nicky and uh, Charlie go all the way. Good luck to him. Mm.
0: Uh Brendan White, he's a very, very big guy, very uh big boy. Yeah, Welsh bear as I uh, referred to him during uh, a, a review I did for the Rev Pro Contenders, like just big guy. He's lovely, um, yeah. Um, as you say, reach shows typically you can't miss so. Obviously, there have been a lot of shows, but if people want to go and catch up, you have your video on demand service. Yes. Would you like to tell them where that is or how that is and when you say? Yeah, that yeah.
1: So so we got our on demand services on your fight site. It's $3.99 a month and you can watch every single Reach show if you want to. I think it's been about 17 so far. That's Academy and Main Shows. Mm. You can watch every single one for $3.99 a month if you wish, if you want to. I'd recommend it. You'll, you'll probably see names of people that, again, previously didn't have the exposure that maybe they they should have got. And, mm. and I'm grateful to say that we've been able to give opportunities to people that whether they were in a, a bit of a lull in their career, we pulled them back out into the light, or whether it's somebody that just needed a, a push they never got. Um, so it's worth seeing. You'll see names and faces there that I think you'll really like. I mean, if I start giving you examples, I'll be here all day. Mm-hmm. Um, some real, real talent, male and female. Yeah, and uh, cool. I think that's on your fight site. Then, of course, we've got our YouTube, which for those of us that are a little bit, you know, strapped for cash, it's completely free. And we got the Unit Ten series on YouTube, where you can see all of our students. Uh, we've got thirteen episodes. Uh, you know, it's week week by week episode, so I recommend watching the first one and uh, watch them all the way through. You got thirteen episodes, and the stories continue through all the episodes so you get like a it's like a real good series of extenders or it's kind of like a prison break or game of thrones or something it's like a whole series so i I recommend catching those if you can
0: yeah wrestling the uh best best soap opera you can watch
1: (laughs) oh 100 Uh, when it's done right when it's done right
0: uh yeah because i i must admit i jumped into i think i watched episode five and i think i watched episode eight i i do plan to sit there and watch them back and uh i do plan to jump on uh, the vod service at least for for a month just to try and see so all the uh yeah all the episodes because you've got so many wrestlers we've mentioned that i mm. really really like another guy eddie ryan uh the, the british lion and he's been on nxt he's been on the big shows but again he just Feels like he disappeared, and now he's back with you guys. Uh, is he helping out with the academy now?
1: Yeah, you're spot on, yeah. So, he, he, you're right, he was on NXT. And sometimes it's, it can be tough, our business, because it can be full of setbacks. And uh, if you heard the pop he got that night in Plymouth, I mean, Jesus Christ, it was like, a, a, I guess, the British version of a, wolf, a road, warrior, uh, road warrior pop. You know, it was honestly astronomical. The, the noise, like I'm surprised the roof didn't come off the place. And, uh, and I know he wrestled two nights for NXT, as far as I understand, I mean, I don't know. I haven't actually asked him, but, uh, you know, he's still here with us now. So I'm assuming he's not he's not in NXT at the moment uh, from the last time I spoke to him. But there's a guy that has really, really uh, embraced the grind. And, and he spent, you know, 12, 15 years traveling all around. I mean, he wrestles as much as anybody in the UK. He really, truly grinds. I mean, he's... He, it, Loads and unloads his own merch every show and he's he's forever at the meet and greets and he's he's wrestling. I mean, honestly, Friday night he's in you know the southeast, Saturday night he's in, you know, he's in the northwest, and, and Sunday he's in London, and then he's back on Monday morning to go to work and he he's been doing that for years and years and years. And there's a guy you want to talk about, somebody needs a break, you know, somebody that I don't mean to break like a rest. I'm gonna break like give this guy an opportunity. He did the five-star stuff when they were floating around um so i know that was a real good sort of um uh, sort of foot up for him but uh, yeah he's in a good spot with us now um he's added to our, our training team our coaching staff along with me and grayson so he uh, that'll be good for him and that'll be good for our students he brings mm. a wealth of knowledge he's well traveled he's experienced he's well liked and perhaps more than that he's well respected i think within the within within the circuit and the circles and he's very well respected and i'm glad to have him on board i have to mm. say
0: yeah, I've, I've never ever heard a bad word said against a man. No. Uh, now, your current women's champion, Millie McKenzie, she has now just signed for NXT. Yeah. So, do you know what's are you going to be? Is what's going to happen with that belt then? <laughs> Good question.
1: <laughs> so, I've spoken to Millie. Um, I tried it. So, so part of being professional this is something a lot of people in British wrestling can probably um, try to take on board uh, is good communication makes everything better for everybody, for everybody. Good communication is the key to any working relationship. And, and I've communicated with Millie and she's responded and everything's good. So as long as the communication is there, we can always work around whatever the problems are, if there are already. And she just told me, uh, simply put, that, you know, she should still be able to do some dates for us. If that changes, then we'll always, you know, let our fans know because we got duty at the end of the day, you know, to let them know. Not necessarily the intricate details, but is she going to be there? Yes or no? You know, that's ultimately is is what fans need to know because that might be the difference between buying a ticket and not. Hmm. You know, that might be, someone might specifically say, you know, I'll travel, I don't know, 50 miles, 100 miles to see Millie. But if she's not on the show, I think I can miss this one. I mean, I, I don't know. But as it stands, she's still the Reach Women's Champion. We've had good communication. Everything's fine. She's, you know, she's signed by the WWE. And until she tells me otherwise, uh, yeah, she'll still be uh, still be with us.
0: That's fantastic news. Uh, and then, yes, and Reese what a... What a physique. I saw him in the uh, the WWF, uh, sorry, WOS launched World of Sport back in what was it a few years ago now. Just didn't quite take off like they hoped. Uh, partnered with alongside Kip Savian at the time, doing a fantastic job. And mm. uh, he's doing his own fitness program as well. So is he part of? Well, yes. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, it's very good, too. You see the results. I mean, if anybody isn't familiar with who Yeston is, I would say I would say look him up right, on his social medias. That's the first thing. Now, you know, Stevie Wonder can see the kind of shape he stands in. I mean, he really is. He, I believe, and I've told him, he doesn't necessarily like to be complimented too much, but I should tell you the same thing I tell everybody that asks. He is, without a doubt, uh, the the best nutritionist that we have in British wrestling. He's the number one. All right, He is the number one. And the evidence is not just in his physique, but the people that he's trained and, and helped. In. And for, for the probably broader audience if anybody needs witness will osprey uh, was helped by yes and getting the shape he's in now if we remember will osprey he probably weighed about you know 120 pound when he was soaking wet and now he's the heavyweight champion of new japan and he don't weigh 120 pound anymore yeah. <laughs> you look at will osprey now he's looking terrific i you know saw him sort of um on twitter someone sent me something the other day and i said bloody hell that's not the same guy is it you know he's, he's really looking uh, much larger and and you know part of that i think is that thanks to yesterday you know, and, and his his, uh, his advice he's given him. So if anybody's sort of wondering, you know, what Yaston can do, you know, you ain't going to get any better, uh, you know, any better sort of, uh, you know, evidence than the uh, Japanese heavyweight champion. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty good. To, that's pretty useful. Uh,
0: what do you make of that? I mean, uh, he is the first British uh, born star to hold the top belt in Japan. You know, many of the British, we've always had that relationship with Japan, but nobody has reached the top yeah. until it's, it's, now.
1: Do you know something? It's I always feel like you look back and think, oh, the legends were, were greater than we were because that's how they're legends. And you always pay your, your respects to those that came before you. Um, but at some point, one has to say, well, maybe the business is just genuinely in a better spot now. And I don't always... I really think maybe there was a, a Glory There Wrestling and I don't think it's now, not in general, not in the whole, you know, wrestling you know world, but when the first ever British, uh, you know, born, born male is, is able to, to win the IWGP heavyweight title, then maybe, like, maybe actually there's a light that says, well, hold on a minute. Doesn't that show us the strength of British wrestling and British wrestlers? When Drew McIntyre's on top in the WWE and you've got Will Ospreay's on top in New Japan, I mean... That really and and don't forget Nick Aldis is the NWA champion for what was it eight hundred days nine hundred days when I mean, that's that is you know it, it's not a bad time to be a British wrestler <laughs> because what well, sounds of you know is evidence in the act that we're doing so well mm. you know I think that's the the you know the the thing to take isn't it
0: Yeah, I, I will be honest. Uh, I didn't really get into British wrestling to about uh, about four years ago, and it was because of the likes of Will Osprey. Mm a certain villain, party guy, uh, yeah. Nick Aldous, you know, uh, Doug Williams. And oh, I, was, I was just like, where are these guys coming from? They've got to be coming from somewhere. And then suddenly I, this, just this massive scene just opened up in front of me of incredible talent, incredible promotions, incredible promoters. Little, unfortunately, as we say, things happened. Yeah, things happen for a reason, and they're good things. Uh, have you managed to look over the APPG's report this morning?
1: Uh, APPG, just spell out to me what that is, please.
0: Uh, so that's the All Party Parliamentary Group.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. We can. So that. <laughs> um, I don't want to dash anybody's hopes and dreams, but the reality is, and it, without not going to the House of Commons or to the House of Lords, which it hasn't, mm-hmm. right at this point. It's not really. I mean, it's no different than me writing up a, uh, on a bit of paper saying this is what I'm going to take to the. You know, I, I'm not trying to downplay it because I know everybody in wrestling is super hyped about that thing. But let's just be real with what we know. Mm. Something will need to be done. Something actually needs to be done and agreed, and either put to the House of Commons, into the House of Lords, and back to the House of Commons if it goes that far. Something has to be done. Mm. So actually something tangible, let's use that word, something tangible must occur, writing up a great plan. And because I I skimmed through it today and perhaps you can help me because I skimmed through it and it just looked like they were using terminologies and explaining perhaps how they like things to be. And Mm. when they spoke to different companies, how they were affected, but I didn't really see a lot of movement. I just saw a lot of words And, 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 and that's not because I don't want British wrestling to succeed because the success of British wrestling would help the success of reach wrestling. So yes. that would be great news for me. So it's not like I'm trying to piss on everybody's bonfire. Please not be mistaken. But what I read was just a load of terminologies and words and, and, and a story almost of how we've all been affected. What I didn't read was how we intend to progress or, or yeah. what's actually being done. It didn't say a date that it would be put in the house of commons or anything like that. So I didn't see anything that, that showed me uh, any, any actual progress. If I've missed it, and someone hears this podcast, I'd like them to drop me a message and say, oh well, no, this is what you missed. You know, you are moron, yeah, insult me, I don't give a shit. Like, say what they like, say you idiot, you completely missed this bit. And Okay, excellent, L- let me see it. But I didn't really see sort of anything that, that I mean, or, or am I, maybe you can tell me if I'm missing it. Am, am I missing something?
0: No, 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 I, I'm very uh, similar. I saw well, basically, yes, we, we all want British wrestling to be better, but as you say, it's just a report at the moment of saying, we want. this is what we want. Can somebody give it to us? But nobody's going to give it to you unless you go out there and well make it happen. And hopefully they will. Yeah,
1: but- it would be. I, I think that one of the problems we got, mate, is that there's no governing body. Yeah. And because there's no governing body, I know is it called? Are they called Equifax or Equity or something like that? There was a, like a yes. Yeah, I know there was a union sort of a couple of companies. I I read that they were trying to do some stuff, and um, I mean I don't know how well it hit off. I, I really don't know, but but if it's good, if that's working, then I say excellent, good stuff. Mm. Um, but until because wrestling is so hard to to quantify because you can't really quantify a predetermined contest as a sport. No. so you can't really quantify us as a sport what we are is a, a performance i mean we've registered our business you can check us out in company's house we are registered from day one as performing art because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what we are now i know that hits some of those like die-hard shoot wrestlers that really really hits them right in the chest ah, i'm no performer i'm a wrestler well, good luck god bless but we are at the end of the day you know performers and, and our, our job is to perform and entertain. So describing us as a sport is a little bit sort of, un, you know, dishon- not dishonest, it's just not true. But yeah. but if, if if they describe us as a sport and the result is that we get a governing body that we can turn to and rules and regulations we must follow so there's a degree of professionalism that didn't exist before, then the hell would it? Call us a sport and let's yeah. all get involved. Let's all pay our dues. That's all whatever it's got to be. You know what I mean? If it's going to be a positive, then let's this, this, then this go, let's run with it. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, so as far as I could see, it was training schools would be considered as sort of grassroots sports, uh, kind of like martial arts as well. Yeah. So, yeah. That, uh, and then yeah, as you say, the shows themselves would be considered performance. So you've got yes, it's it's sort of like this is one thing, but this is another, and I suppose that there has to be some sort of a- agreement to that because what mm. you got when you're training you're training just like you would as any other athlete mm. and uh as we saw some of the younger people out there need to be protected absolutely from some of the coaches out there now absolutely. back in some point earlier this year or last year they did come up with a new uh policy protecting 16 to 18 year olds adult coaches but as i say they haven't agreed that that's the way at the moment they need to push that through and make that make that a thing as for a governing body uh i don't think government can should create a governing body i think the only people that can create a a governing body are guys like yourself and other promoters who can come together and say well, if we all agree this is how we're going to do our policies, we'll work yep. to these policies, we'll work with these people, but mm-hmm. we, uh, we won't say, well, if you don't sign with us, we won't use you. But yes. up until that point, I mean, I, I guess it is going back to almost like a territory or a, yes. a, a, a national yeah. British oh, alliance.
1: Can you imagine? I mean, the... the my... Let's, I'm quite strict talking so I, I don't mince too many words so if this is the first time someone would have seen me on an interview they'd probably think who's this sort of thing but this is, this is how we talk so there's no time to waste words let's look at it realistically
0: Well, I've lost him he has gone frozen for just a second hopefully he will be back with us shortly he might be getting a phone call that's happened to us before Uh, does seem to be some difficulties at the moment, some technical difficulties, we love the technical difficulties hopefully he should be back with us Uh, we can finish this off up until then I will try to keep you entertained as much as I possibly can, there we go, he has dropped out so we'll see if he's able to come back in Looking forward to uh, watching NXT UK Prelude uh, later today uh, with Walter defending his NXT UK Championship against Rampage Brown. Tyler Bate versus Trent Seven in what should be an incredible count. Sorry, Tyler Bate and with Trent Seven in his corner. Versus Noam Dar with Shaw Samuels in his corner in a Heritage UK match should be absolutely fantastic. Really looking forward to that match, and then we have the ladies match with one of the ladies we were talking about uh, just recently, uh, Millie McKenzie, as she teams with Mako Satamora to face off against uh, Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray. He's going to send him a message, to see if he can jump back in. Uh, here he is. He is back with us, I think. I've just admitted him in, and bang, there we go. I
1: think my, uh, I think my internet uh, cut out on me. Sorry.
0: Not a problem. It happens in life. Uh. So you, yeah, we were talking about trying to organise a governing body. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So with the governing body, you have got those places I mentioned. It's for just these are just examples. So it, down the south, you got Reach. And then you got you know Swindon's got Four FW and WAW, and you got Lincoln has got Fight Factory, and I know Preston has got uh Preston Wrestling, and you've got all these companies that have their own cities, right? They're some of the biggest cities in in the country. And I don't know who's got like Manchester or Liverpool or Newcastle, but but. The problem we're going to have is if we all delegate and all agree on who has which city, right? At some point, somebody not in that governing body is going to take it upon him or herself and say, I don't want to run Manchester. I want to run Liverpool. And they'll say, well, hold on. Liverpool belongs to, I don't know, promoter A. Promoter B goes, I know, but, uh, but business is dying for me in Manchester. If I get over to Liverpool, I can make a few quid.' No different than me saying well, I'm in Plymouth, but I also want to run Exeter, and I want to run Tavistock, and I want to run North Cornwall, and I want to go up to North Devon to talk to
0: hmm. What if
1: someone comes in and says, oh, no, those are my cities? <laughs> it's very, very hard because it's not like America where it is absolutely humongous, you know, and you can have three shows in same County. It's not going to matter if they're independent shows. We, can, we, we can't have that, you know, here. We it's, I don't think it's big enough. I think we'd never get, a, I'd be interested, right? To sit down with maybe the top 10, 15 promoters in the country and everyone sit down and we all just, you know, talk and see what we could come up with. I'd be very, very interested just to see kind of what, <laughs> what would come up. I mean, the thought of that to me is just like how fascinating because you never know. Maybe we would all get together and say, you know, effort. Like let's get this right. Let's, let's do this for the good of British wrestling, for the good of the fans. And for the good
0: of the business, would be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, as I say, it'd be uh, very interesting. Uh, I, I know, you, obviously, you are friends with certain promoters, and uh, yeah. it, we can we can only look to see and just hope that British wrestling we can move forward, we can be better. Uh, I think we will be. I think we will. Uh, it's going to what? What uh, shady actress over at Target Wrestling says he just seems to think that things will be more professional than they were before. Would you agree with that statement?
1: Well, again i got to revert back to what I said earlier. I didn't pay a great deal of attention to British wrestling, which sounds really insulting. I don't mean it to make no mistake. This is a, a business I love I with all my heart. I love wrestling, professional wrestling. I just created a brand where I knew if I was at the top of the chain, then I carry myself to a, a, a high standard in and out the ring. So I knew that if we started a training school, brought people through the way that we feel, me and my business partner and the other coaches, if we feel a certain way and we only allow people to come in at a certain standard or build them to a certain standard of professionalism, then we knew that we wouldn't put a foot wrong, or at least if we did, we would learn from him ourselves and we would correct it. But what we never, ever, ever did was just got guys in boots um, and pants and borrowed an old ring from somebody, bought a cheap bloody title belt and just said, we're wrestlers now. We, that for me, is one of the big problems uh, in wrestling is that because, I mean, it's, there's no government body, there's no agreement but holding yourself to a certain standard of professionalism I tell my guys all the time, it's a quote that I say often on podcasts is professional first, wrestler second and now what I mean by that is if you're a shit wrestler and I've got to wrestle you it's fine, because I am a good wrestler a good one, I can go in the ring and cover for you if you shit I can cover for you. We can get a match. We'll be all right. What I cannot cover for is if you are a shit professional, because if you're a shit professional, that is much harder to cover. I can't help you if you turn up drunk. I can't help you if you turn up high. I can't help you if your your ring gear is dirty and you you know and you, and you and you or you look like crap. You haven't been going to the gym. There's only so much one can do for themselves. If more people prioritize being professional first, wrestler second, we'd have a better business. Now, this is not some iconic new way of thinking because you'll meet people along the way who are professional and do know how to do this job and are really good at this job. So, I'm not, this is not some brand new language (laughs) being spoken. It's just that a lot of people um, aren't particularly good at that sort of stuff. So, because they aren't particularly good at that sort of stuff, it's probably news to them where they say, Hold on a minute, go to the gym. What the fuck? Get new ring gear? What is this? What is this talk? But these are the things that when they were broken into the business should have been explained to them. Mm. Whoever broke them in deserves a smack on the wrist because they were probably bought in by some two bit asshole who just said, you know, yeah, pay me a thousand pound. I'll train you and that's to go wrestle. You're a wrestler kid. Well done. Rather than going through some st- stringent actual testing. And you know, it's, uh, I think as professionalism improves post, uh, Post the the um, situation we just had, the speaking out movement. As things improve after that, I also believe, and my fingers are crossed, and hope that these piss pot companies will fall by the wayside. Because yeah. as people become more professional, I hope to think they'll go to a school that isn't very good and maybe decide, okay, I don't want to be part of this. This ain't no good. So and, and hopefully they'll look for something a bit more reputable. Fingers are crossed.
0: Yeah. It's so, uh, you it's yeah, holding yourself to a standard and uh, very much agree with everything you just said there, really. Uh, so you say you don't really follow the Brit Rest Current. Uh, did when you first started out, did you go back and watch any WOS? Oh, I think we're, you're with us still, yes. I'm still there, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I
1: lost you
0: then, yeah. No, I thought, uh, the world of sport, the uh, the 1970s, 80s. Did you ever dive into any of that when you were growing up? I only started watching that a few years ago uh, when someone told me about Les Kelly, and uh, I really
1: wanted to watch him and I thought he was brilliant and he just really phenomenal, really, very good. Really, really, very good. And just uh, that was a time when when I think the business was in a... I want to say, a, but we'll go back to the philosophy thing. I want to say it was better back then, but some parts were... And perhaps some parts weren't, because you could say the ratings were much better back then. You know, fourteen million people, whatever it was, watching the show. Uh, we don't get that now. <laughs> you know, we can't get that now. Uh, but you think, although in some ways perhaps those times were better, in other ways perhaps they're not. I mean, the, the competitions now, the, the, the competition itself is more athletic now. It's a lot more athletic, and it's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more going on in the ring. Than it was back then. I mean, their stuff was good. I really like that style of wrestling. I really think it's cool. But you wouldn't get an audience now, sit down, watch a, a card two hours long, six matches, all like that. No. They just wouldn't. One match like that on a show of six matches. Absolutely. Yeah. But you couldn't get that now. People want things fast now, 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 now. No more patience. No one wants to sit down and watch me put guy on a chin lock and him reverse it, take my wrist, me do a forward roll, take his wrist. They're not interested. They want faster, faster, faster. They want it higher and more intense. So there's a place for that, a place for everything everything, in its place. And what I mean by that is that there is a place for it, but you've got to find it. That's where the business has changed. So maybe in some ways it was better because the rates were better, but the athletic aspect is possibly better now, Mm. you know?
0: Well, if we look at their two biggest champions in the, in the latter period, Big Daddy and uh, Giant Hastings, not what we would call uh, the most athletic no. <laughs> yeah, at all. Uh, they
1: were attractions, weren't they? They were attractions.
0: Yeah. It's almost like the, the Hulk Hogan's of this world. He wasn't yeah, a great absolutely. wrestler. Yeah, I absolutely. Him, but uh, passion and, uh, yes, yeah, that passion that gets people behind them and people absolutely. like Hulk Hogan, John Cena always spoke when you heard them you believed every word they were saying because of how passionate they were about it and you just seem so passionate about reach wrestling and moving Mm -hmm. reach wrestling forward so who are going to be the breakout of the academy stars you've got uh your current reach academy champ yeah Yeah. George.
1: so i think um so we've been going three years, but one of those years, we've kind of had the pandemic. So it's been a bit. So if we said maybe about a year and a half, we, we've really been able to do some solid wrestling. Mm. So in that round, we've got Joey Seven, who has got out, um, been around the circuit a bit now. Uh, he's done the holiday camps, did a tour, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, L.A. Taylor, if you've not seen her, look her up. She's a unique looking woman. She She's going to be a big star as long as she can keep injury-free and focused. Same as Joey Seven, really. I mean, he's the most beautiful man you've ever met in your life. Honestly, he, like, you've got to see this man. <laughs> he's got that he's a smile at the rock, you know, but it's, uh, it, you know, he's an ex-athlete. He's very disciplined uh, and a studier of the game. He is an absolute honestly, a student of what we do, forever asking for more, how do I do this, how do I learn this, how do, you know, it's fascinating, the academy champion, Jordan Sparks, he's a guy that, that came out of obscurity, turned up one day to a wrestling school, basically told me, <laughs> about a year later, he told me, I, uh, I looked for a good wrestling school, and told myself, I'm going to university wherever a good wrestling school is, so he put wrestling for his, uh, his great, if I'd met him before, I would have said to him, don't do that, <laughs> get, get your degree first. But, you know, uh, as luck would have it, he's still keeping to his uh, his studies. We still try to advise our guys and girls, you know, stick with your studies if you can, just in case something does go wrong. But he's coming through him and he's just, he's just, you know, rip the door off the hinges. When mm-hmm. I'm telling the guys and girls, you know, come and earn your spot, come and take a spot. I mean, he is absolutely... He's done you know, more than enough. You've got Victor Brady, one of our big heavyweights that came out of nowhere. We used to train his daughter, and he just kind of came to class one day and said, uh, hey, I'd like to just join in if that's okay. And now he's hooked. Can't get enough of it. He's at every training session. He's always there for like the, the, the cleaning days and everything. You, every day, you can guarantee he's got something wrestling related to talk about. Oh, God, we've got loads. Of, uh, Echo Reed is 18, 19 years old. She's immensely popular with our crowd. She's 19 years old, and you'd you'd watch her perform like a like a seasoned vet. <laughs> it's really hard, hard to believe, but really cool to see. Um, Lucky, we got young Lucky. He's gonna uh, he's like a high flyer, loves it, loves his gymnastics. Um, and but he puts it in in a way that makes sense in his matches. We've hmm. got oh god, I mean I could go for hours. <laughs> you know, we've ultimately got uh, a real good crew of guys and girls. And, uh, Omega Luke. He's a, a YouTuber. He's got a real good following on YouTube. Thousands and thousands of YouTubers that all, all comment on all our stuff. Anytime he gets a mentioned, um, you know, he's uh, he gets a, a real good, uh, a real good thing. We got uh, young Toby, who's a natural athlete, is coming through the ranks. He's just had his debut. Um, we uh, Aurora, obviously young Aurora, she's a great performer. God, you know, I, I, I that to ask me that question is honestly uh, i could i could go on for an hour man like i <laughs> you know you know but i think ultimately we've got a, a, a real a real diverse group of talent you know that that are coming through and you'll see them all that's the thing you'll see them i'm not hiding anybody you know we're, we're not hiding down in the south um out of the way saying to people oh we're doing our own thing get involved get in touch let's talk let's see if we can do business together let's see if i can help you and if you can help me i'm not running from anybody but not hiding from anybody um these talents are here use them
0: yeah and of course uh, if you want to go check out that talent go check out the reach 10 uh, unit 10 on youtube as well as the video on demand service uh so your academy uh, runs what's it five days a week six days a week it's going to be seven it's
1: actually going to be seven starting uh, next week we'll be training seven days a week and with the COVID and everything and the restrictions at the moment a lot of what we do between now and May is probably not going to be very hands-on touchy-feely because obviously there are certain COVID restrictions but we've got like a, a gym that kind of goes with it so we're going to be able to get some conditioning a lot of conditioning work done and some in-ring drills but it'll just mean um, being cautious of how many people are in the ring at a time and, and that kind of thing. you know, we'll stick by the rules, we do as we're told, same as everybody else. We don't want to um, to ruin it for anybody, you know, but uh, we'll just be um, it'll be once our kids' class returns, uh, which is next week next Saturday, uh, then we'll have seven days a week, we'll be training. We'll, I don't know how many academies open seven days a week. But we will be, we'll, we'll be uh, every day. We'll have, uh, somebody will be at that unit, uh, you know, doing, doing some work, doing some wrestling, bringing
0: through Tomorrow's Stars today. And uh, if they want to get in touch with you, how do, uh, if somebody new wants to come and join you, where do they reach out to you guys?
1: Well, we got a fan mail No, <laughs> we've got, uh, what you do is, uh, so find us on Facebook is what we primarily do a lot of our business on. So you can find the Reach Wrestling page or the Reach Academy page. Um, just drop us a message and someone will will get back to you normally within 24 hours or so. Um if you can't find that, there's Instagram that's got Reach Wrestling and of course Twitter is a. we don't we try to use Twitter, but it's you know we try to stay in touch on the old Twitter. Um just look up Reach Wrestling, get get in touch. Someone will always come back to you. We we don't ignore anybody unless you send something really stupid, then we'll just ignore you, probably. But um, but nine times out of ten, you'll get a response. Um, if you're interested in training, we have open days. Our next one is the 17th of April. That's our next open day. So that one I think is full now. But we'll always, every six to eight weeks or so, we have a new open day. Because the churn of talent, the churn of people is, is so high. Because you, not everybody can stick to the, the, the standard I was talking about, that we try to get everybody to. So it, it's hard work. I'll say to anybody that before they think about coming down, the work is hard. Now, I don't expect anybody to walk through the door, Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. I'm not expecting you to come through the door and make me millions of dollars. That's not how it works. You've got coaches that will support you 24-7 if needed, if that's the level of support you need. We can do that. It, hopefully not that much support, but, but it, you know whatever you need, that's our job. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for service. And wrestling doesn't just turn off. Wrestling is a full-time gig. And I think it takes a lot of people the adjustment to realize it's not just the three hours I'm at training. It's not just the three hours I'm at training twice a week, six hours of 168 hour week. That's not how it is. A lot of people realize quite quickly, oh shit, this is also when I go home, when I'm eating and when I'm going to the gym and when I should be studying matches. They'll get messages from me, random messages, did you train today? (laughs) And they're like, oh God, (laughs) oh no. Uh, Yeah, I trained. What did you do at the gym? Tell me all about it. You know, and it's because they are representations of our brand. So Hmm. if you're prepared to work hard, um, even if you're somebody that that comes into this saying, I've got no fitness, I've got no flexibility, I've got no strength, you can still come along. And we build you, we help build you. We bring out of you, whatever you've got in there, whatever you've got inside, let's pull it out. Let's get it out and see what you can do. And nine out of 10 people that come through our school will tell you they have surprised themselves. They have surprised themselves with what they were able to achieve when they had the right coaching, the right mindset. You know, it's uh, really, really cool to see, really, really fascinating to see somebody. So growing confidence. We've had people with uh, uh, issues with depression, anxiety that, um, uh, that, that, that have been able to overcome those odds. Uh, and growing confidence it's not just about getting a six-pack and, and being able to do a, a backflip and that stuff ain't even that important it's it's what is in here deep inside and we've really been able to pull some people out of a, a dark place into a real good place and sometimes you see somebody walk through up door smile, and you think it wasn't that long ago that they couldn't find a smile and, and that's the achievement that's what we look for at Witch Academy
0: when you speak about that when you spoke about the trainees a minute ago you can see yourself you've with pride when you're talking about that and that's great to see because no doubt that feeds back to the uh, to the guys and girls training to everyone that's watching right now uh just fantastic to see uh your first show back is going to be your debut show in exeter
1: Yes, yeah, very excited for that. Very excited. we uh, That's where I was originally from. I was born, Exeter. I live in Plymouth now, which is like a rival city, 42 miles down the road. But but going back home will be a great feeling. Uh, it's our first live show in Exeter. It would have been the first time I've performed in Exeter in about three years. So I'm, I'm very, very excited to be back home, or what used to be my home. Very excited to bring Reach there. Um, I
0: have wrestled there before. Oh, no, I we think we might be losing him again. Better with us. Oh have you lost me or can you hear me? Uh I can hear you. The video has stopped. Apparently it's my my one this time. On uh, it's me there you go, there you're back. back.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just really cool to be going to Exeter because it's where I used to live. It's the next big city in Devon. So I think you've got like St. Austin Cornwall is, is pretty big, and then you've got Plymouth, Exeter. And from there, I guess we go maybe like Taunton. Bristol and uh, however after that but, but ultimately we just kind of want to make sure that we're keeping the major cities in the southwest, uh you know entertaining some some proper professional wrestling
0: Super duper, and you've got three matches lined up for that event so far including your champion Charlie Sterling versus Eddie Ryan uh, Nick Riley versus Grayson Reeves and there was one more match over. Joey Seven versus PJ Jones Indeed so some great matches to look forward to no Uh is there anything else you'd like to, to plug or say? Not really. Just, um,
1: you know, I hope that, that from this experience, somebody can take something from it, from listening to the things I've said or the things you've said. And, and let's remember that, that fundamentally, we can work together and we can make, you know, not just reach, but British wrestling can be better for all of us. It's supposed to be something we enjoy. It's supposed to be something we all love. And let's not get into this, right? If, if you don't have the know-how, do what I did and, and go and be trained by somebody good. I was trained by a guy that was trained by Shawn Michaels. I mean, I wouldn't have gone to him. <laughs> if You know, like that cost me a lot of money. I didn't have any money. I was a, I was 21 years old and and, uh, and I was skint for like a year at that school. I had nothing be- because I spent all my money on wrestling. But it's because I wanted to learn from the best that we could ha- have, that I could afford. And I'm not saying go out and spend all your damn money on wrestling, but, but invest your time. If this is something you really want, if it's something you're passionate about, something you care about, find somebody that knows what they're talking about. There are plenty of men and plenty of women with years and years and years of experience in this country that aren't utilized. There are reputable schools. WAW, I know, uh, up in uh, Norwich. I know there's a good school in Hastings for Stu Allen. Um, there's one in, I uh, say, Lincoln, Dutch, and, and it's a good lady up in Lincoln. I've got a good school. And of course, you've got us here, you know, Joe Redmond down in Plymouth is the Reach Academy. You've got Joe Redmond's opening a school, I believe, the All-Star School in, over in the Southeast. Yeah. There's so many, There are enough places now where you can go, and you know the coaches are safe. You know the coaches are legal. You know you can get into something. really. So who, as a kid, didn't want to be a professional wrestler who didn't want to kick their brother's ass or a sister's ass or you know or beat the mates up it is when done correctly it is just as fun as you imagine when you were a kid it is hard work it is a real grind it is real real tough you will not get handed anything but find a reputable school give it a go get in touch with them give it a try and, and you never know you may find yourself with a whole new group of friends, a family, the, a camaraderie like nothing else in the world. Before you know it, you know you could be on to something that for the rest, that lasts the rest of your life. I'd always recommend giving anything to try once and, and wrestling's no different.
0: Okay. One final question before we go then. If you were to pick a British Roush, R- Mount Rushmore as what we're calling it the Mount Rushton, who would be your four British superstars on the Mount Rushton?
1: Oh, uh, very good. Good question. I think you've got to say, let's just be honest, you've got to say Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks, right? You've got to. Because I yeah. just, like, I know people want to say like today's stars and everything, but but you you can't leave those two out. There's, business has never been as, as booming was when they was on top. And like you say, no, it wasn't the most, or I say, it wasn't the most athletic competition, but these men were stars. Bonafide stars, you know, uh, and I don't just mean stars in local territory. On national TV, you know. So you have got to put Big Daddy and John Haxx. I think you've got to, you've got to put them. They've got to be two. And if, if it was two more, I think you say, "Oh, British Bulldog." I think you ought to put British David Boy. Yeah. Because because I think he transcended. Uh, from just you know, he was like he was the British wrestler, wasn't he? At a time when, you know, like with the Heart Foundation, when Brett was on top, you know, business was still booming and and Davey Boy Smith was right in the mix. And he was a British guy. Like he was our guy, <laughs> you know, like he was, that was him. So I think he was uh, from an era where, I mean, now there's a lot of British guys in wrestling. we got the NXT UK and well done to all those guys and girls. Um, But at the time, it was just Davey Boy. So I don't think you could leave him out. And I think if you're going to put a fourth one in, Part of me says, I'm a, I'm a real like I'm a, a real real big fan of Finley. I think Finley is absolutely possibly top three to five wrestlers ever. Like he's he's so good. But I think you got to say William Regal. The reason, similar to David Voisine, I think you've got to say to yourself, he had a level of success that most don't obtain.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I know
1: today you've got Sheamus, yeah you know, Wade Barrett and, and Drew McIntyre, but but the longevity. Of a William Regal during the Attitude Era when when business was at its best. Uh, he he was like the European champion, right? And <laughs> and he made he really made that belt like Davy Boy did, and own heart it for his time, but but he really made that belt like it was like our belt, like he was our he was a heel, but he was like our champion, right? He was our representation with WWE. And I think that you you can't knock Regal for that. I think you've got a I think him and Davy Boy, and then I think you go giant haystack's big daddy. Yeah. That would be that would be my fault.
0: Yeah, I've got brilliant picks. I still actually remember watching him in one of the uh, live Raws in the UK, and it was when Regal was a pure heel, and he was most hate, and yet everybody the place erupted for yeah. him with such yeah. ovation. And uh, yeah, if you can achieve that as a heel, you really have achieved you know the maximum. Yeah. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on today. Uh, that has been a fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Uh, we have been two guys drinking tea, talking about grown men and women wrestling in tights. Have a great day. Have a great night. And remember, folks, don't feed the trolls. <laughs>